series uh, that I've entitled Truth and Consequences, where we've been talking about the fact that there are consequences to the truth of God's holy word, consequences in how we uh, live each and every day. And uh, not for all of this series, but for much of it, we've kind of been camped out at Romans 12, 1 and 2. I don't know what you think about that, but from a preaching standpoint, that allows you to more than skate on the surface. You can actually uh, get a little deeper into it. And uh, so today, uh, we look at Romans 12, verse 2. I'll read that verse for us. This is where Paul says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Even if you're not a huge movie fan, I would imagine that at least half of you have heard of the series that goes by the title The Transformer. series has earned collectively more than $4.3 billion. And I'm not a great sci-fi fan, but I've watched the first couple of those movies because it's interesting to me as a car guy to, to see something like a Mustang or a Camaro or some kind of truck all of a sudden get transformed into this super powerful seen any of these movies. Uh, what you need to know is that just as they're going down the highway, they all of a sudden transform into this super powerful robot that has all types of mobility, including flight and all sorts of weaponry. In other words, it's just the kind of movie that boys and men love to see because there's plenty of action. In a couple of those movies that I have seen, the, the transformation of these vehicles into these robots takes place several times during the movie as if they were a highlight of this great change that is taking place. I don't know if that's some of the philosophy behind this movie series or not. You know, all of this change that we deal with all of the time. But what you and I need to know today from Romans 12 that this is the kind of transformation that Paul is talking about here. He's talking about a radical transformation when he says we're not to be conformed to this world or to this age, depending upon your translation, but rather be transformed by the renewal of your mind. As Paul gives us this command about transformation, He's using the Greek word there, metamorphu, from which we get our word metamorphosis. Now, that's not a word we use very often, uh, but think back to your science classes. And when we were talking about how something as ugly as a caterpillar over time can, can change into this beautiful butterfly, that's the word that we use, metamorphosis. 
Take place. 
salvation is the work of God's free grace, whereby we are renewed in the whole man after the image of God and are enabled more and more to live unto righteousness and to die unto sin. We know it's a process because we never become perfect in this life, but hopefully we are growing more and more into the image of Christ the longer we live in our Christian life. And if we're growing more and more like the image of Christ, then we are dying more and more to sin. What Paul is talking about in our text is part of this process, the sanctification, this renewing of our minds. And like sanctification, renewing our minds is also a process. The fact that Paul calls on us to do just that shows that it's not some sort of automatic reaction as soon as we're converted. Now, if you were talking about the heart, that is an automatic reaction. It, scripture teaches us that a heart of stone will be changed to a heart of flesh. The scripture doesn't say anything about that happening to the mind. And so Paul is telling us that we have to go through this renewing of our mind. Not only is it a process, it's an internal process. And in a matter of speaking, this concept is Paul's response to what some people in his day and time were, were critiquing about his gospel. Uh, they were saying, basically, that, well, if we're saved by grace, by faith, then we're not under the law anymore than like we used to be and how we want to live. You know, and so in Romans 6, Paul begins to answer that hypothetical question. You know, if we no longer live under the law, then let's just do what we want to do. Paul says that. In Romans 6, that we need to consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. You've heard it read a long ago by John. He writes there, Do not yield your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but yield yourselves to God. As men who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments of righteousness. That was Paul's answer in Romans 6. In our verse, his answer, it seems to me, to some of the same question is that God is at work in us, changing us in the way in which we think. And this is possible because of the work. His Holy Spirit, as Paul has already taught us in Romans 8, that we live by the Spirit, not by the flesh. You see, the law was helpful for God's people in allowing them to go on the rabbit trail here for a minute. But even though it's very detailed, which is why we can get bogged down in Leviticus if you're ever trying to read through the Old Testament, even though it's very detailed, situation in life. It covered lots of them, but not all of them. But this life by God's word and by the Spirit is a much better alternative because a Christian formed mind by the power of His Spirit can speak intelligibly and with guidance in any given situation. And in fact, this is what Paul does in some of his letters like in 1 Corinthians 7 uh, when he says something like, you know, in this situation, the Lord says, listen, so. And then he goes on and says,
also expressed teaching on some circumstance from Jesus or the apostles. Paul gives us his own opinion based upon Scripture and what he believes the Holy Spirit is telling him. Now, granted, Paul was an apostle, and you and I are not. But I think what we see in this example is that his, his mind was being renewed. And as this transformation was taking place, it enabled, enabled him to lead God's people in a scriptural way and to live in a scriptural way. The point I'm trying to make is 
It's so simple as a new life. 